Hello and welcome to the Edge of the Box Football Podcast, the show where we aim to challenge football convention with thought-provoking and outside-of-the-box points of view. Today, part two of our end-of-season awards. Now, for those that know us, here at the Edge of the Box, we like to do things a little bit differently, so we've come up with some slightly edgier awards to hand out. Now, last week we covered overrated player of the year, underrated player of the year, and coming up, we're choosing our breakout star of the year and offering up our controversial opinion of the year. Now, those get a little feisty. I'm your host, Harry Brent. All right, breakout star. This could be quite... I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I, I think it's quite straightforward, but then, then again, I haven't really thought about it for long, so maybe I've missed someone. All right, I'll start. I'm, I'm going to go with Emil Smith-Rowe. Smith-Rowe. Yeah, I think since he came in against Chelsea, <laughs> um, he obviously did well, and I think that's when we started to play well for an extended yeah. period of time, and then obviously we dipped again. But I think... His intelligence, his movement, he, he, he draws defenders out um, and leaves space for people to exploit it. The only qualm that I have with him, though, is I feel that he plays it a bit too safe sometimes. Mm. And maybe this is just obviously because he's still young, but I want to see him get on the ball and make like a, a line-splitting pass or put a through ball in yeah, instead right. of just playing it short. Like, sort of be like right. a De Bruyne. But... That was your pet peeve, wasn't it? Yeah. What like, like, oh yeah, people, just people not taking, not sort of being assertive with their passing, yeah. and their runs and stuff like that. And he has the ability. That's the only reason I say it because I know with him he can do it, but he likes to play it safe and like little. Do you think that's there. that's not Arteta trying to be Pep though? Maybe. maybe. A, no, we must. We miss. We must ticky tacker it. If you send that ball flying over there, you're not playing again, bro. Maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I feel like he's that. He seems like that type of player anyway. It's really weird. I just feel like if you left footballers to their own devices, they'd do stuff like that 90 times again. Mm, you know I, what I mean? Yeah, maybe because I feel like he, because he's, I don't know, I'll go, obviously going off personality, but he seems like quite a shy person off the pitch. I don't know whether I'm just taking that into account that he's obviously a bit more reserved when he plays. But mm. yeah, I just want to like see him get more goals and just try and get more assists as well. He's got that technical yeah. ability and just be like, you know what, I might give it away, but let's. there's a through ball on there. Let's put it through and then maybe a Bamiyang or whatever. But yeah, I just think he's made a massive difference. The youngsters, obviously, in the Arsenal team have been the shining lights. I going to say, in an, in an otherwise dim season. but Yeah, in an otherwise, yeah. They're the only ones who look like they've wanted to win a game of football. Exactly. The ones who like want to play for the badge, who actually knows what it means to play for Arsenal in... They're the hope for the Arsenal fans, yeah. So it's it's, it's, it's a it's a weird sort of um, catch twenty two because you often find when teams have bad seasons, like weak seasons and stuff, that's often the time when they, whether through desperation or because there's nothing to play for, they play young players, and you often find that they really come through. I mean, Harry Kane's exactly. a prime example of that, and it could be Smith Rose like really benefited from. Because this is why I don't get with Arteta because he only played Smith Rowe because we had injuries. But historically, it's shown that if you play youngsters, the fans automatically get off your back for a prolonged period of time. That's yeah. the easiest way to buy time. They're more forgiving the of their mistakes yeah. as well. Exactly. Yeah. Than if you play like compared to when you played William for 10, 20 games straight. And he's meant to be obviously a very experienced player with Champions League pedigree compared mm. to like, so you have more patience with a youngster who makes mistakes or who doesn't play as well compared to someone who should be doing a lot better. So I'm surprised mm. Arteta didn't think of that earlier on, but mm. alas. Mm. Yeah, no. Yeah, Smith Rowe for me. Smith Rowe. 
Uh, Ro, you look, you look like you're about to fall asleep. You can <laughs> yeah. next if you like. You're engaged. <laughs> Good. No, it's just I'm trying to wear my headphones a bit like this because my ears are getting sweaty. Oh. Um, so oh, this is going to be a bit controversial, but I went with Patrick Banford. Okay, no, yeah, I, I don't see oh, that as controversial. Yeah, you. It's quite a good when most people go for player of the year, it's like the youngster breakdown. Someone who's young, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, his first proper full season in the Premier League, seventeen yeah. goals, eight assists. A nice little curveball there, Yeah. Did he has 17 goals in the Premier League. Yeah, he's fourth. Yeah. fourth With eight assists. And eight assists. Yeah. Yeah. Mate, I flew under the radio, radar on my That's yeah. fantastic. Um, he's, I don't know why he's not been... like Ollie, He must feel a bit weird that Ollie Watkins... It, it is his second season in the Premier League, though, isn't it? Bamford? We must, or we must say that. Bamford. No, it's his, it's his first think, full... No, I mean, he's first, been... He's been, first been, he's been, been in the Premier League before. With, yeah. Like, I'm sure he got put, put out on loan, but but I would I would accept that as a breakout. This is the first time he's. I don't just mean this is the first time he's been good, but like this is the first time he's been a, you know, a regular starter yeah. in a. It's like a proper Premier League striker. Yeah, yeah. So he's played a total thirty-eight games. Middlesbrough is with us. Middlesbrough was it? Yeah. Yeah, thirty-eight games he's played this season. I think only two of them were in the, the Carabao Cup. Mm. So. No, that's a yeah. So I just think, yeah, I, I obviously Phil Foden there, but it's not really his like first season. Like this is season where he's he's definitely come into the player that everyone's hoped him to be. But mm. and then Reese James as well. I feel like as the season's gone on, he's just been incredible, and he's kind of as the season's progressed, he has also progressed. Um, mm. But I just think what, yeah, I think, yeah, Patrick Bamford, well, well done. Yeah, he was. At, that was it. He was. At, um, he never really got a solid look in at, at any other sort of because he was on loan at Middlesbrough, Burnley, mm. Norwich as well, Crystal Palace, and they just never, never never played. So I would I would say that absolutely a years. Yeah, um, yeah seventeen goals. Yeah, I, I think I think he's really unlucky not to get in the in you know in the conversation with the England squad. I mean, I, I don't know whether he. Uh, let's be honest, he he would never play because of Kane and Calvert Lewin's, you know. Done, done really well as well. But um, just, yeah, just double check then. He did. Um, there are all them games of the Premier League. They didn't play in the Carabao Cup. Mm. Yeah, no, I like that. Bams can't. Um, so I've, I've got one. Um, or a few actually. Um, so I, I was going to go with Phil Borden, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, obviously, Roy, you said like it's not his first proper season. It's just the season where he's turning into the player people want him to be. But I think this season has really been Fulton's season. You know what I mean? It's been his season. Yeah. He's yeah. been absolutely bossing it for City week in, week out. It's been fantastic. Yeah. Been However, incredible. I didn't go for him. <laughs> Instead, I went for I went a regular. Spurs player. Again. Kind of. Kind <laughs> of a Spurs player. Kind of a Spurs player. Oliver Skip. Skippy boy. No, yeah, he is getting a shout out. This is me giving him a shout out. I, I think he's he has broken out this year, be it in the championship, but he's been fantastic for Norwich. He's been instrumental in their promotion, mm. and he's won their player of the month numerous times. And everyone there loves him, and they're trying to sign him, but they're pissed off and having it. But I have gone for Calvert Lewin. Mm. Yeah, interesting. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously at the start of the season, he was ripping in goals like you don't know what. He's been fantastic. Got his, uh, got his first England call-up, first England caps, first England goal. Yeah. You know, he's, he's really been a, a really developmental year for him. And if, say, Harry Kane goes, uh, I would... Try. I would. I would have Spurs jump at the chance to sign him. I think he's fantastic. And he'd be perfect yeah. at West Yeah, that's not a bad <laughs> shout either. I feel like he. I think he only seems to have got the England call up due to the, the the performances of the Everton team at the earlier stages of the season, and when that went down, I think so did the performances of Calvert-Lewin getting the goals or as many goals and, and, and assists. He's still got them every now and again, but I feel like, you know, as, as far as individual performances for a consistent amount of season, I feel like his was heavily dependent on the squad around him rather than his oh, own ability. For, for a young lad, he's still not good physical, though. is he? Still good, yeah. Yeah, after a week on it. Okay. He's, he's really good to watch. I really enjoy watching him. I mean, you can. It said a lot that Ancelotti was happy to have him as the as the centre forward. But I, but I wonder. I just checked now. He played thirty three. He played thirty six Prem games last season. I may have to disqualify this in terms of maybe it was last year. I know in terms of like it feels like now is his big one. But I almost feel like, for example. I, I, I don't feel like this is Mason Mount's breakout season. It's when he's been, he's been a lot better this season than he was last year. But I feel like we saw him last year. I don't know whether I, I feel, I just feel like I'm, you know. All right. Bukayo Saka. Bukayo Saka. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, look, I don't know to be too anal about this. Like, you can have Cal- Calvert-Lewin for all I have, But like... No, it's, it's fine. I don't want him now. It's a good shot. Because <laughs> uh, he, he has come he has come up, come on another step. But I, yeah, I just wondered whether it was, you know... But, you know, pet, you know, just I'm being pedantic at this point. Um, and yeah, I think I think he would, he would quite... I think he... still think he's still got a bit of, like... Just, I hope he, he doesn't sort of... He reminds me a lot of Lukaku in, in his first year on loan at West Brom. Still a lot of a player to be developed into, but quite raw. Yeah. yeah, yeah, still raw. But yeah, I, I could see him going to, let's say, Spurs, you know, or left to be a bit of a sideways move, I guess. But someone, someone else, you know, Man United or something, I could, you know, I could definitely see it. Um, I'll, I'll, I went for Foden. I mean, I we've already touched upon it and, and you guys have basically disqualified him saying that you don't feel like it was the breakup. But again, listening to the one we did last year, a couple of us said Foden and we kind of didn't allow it because we were like, well, he's not really played this year. Mm. He played like four or five games. And I, I think he's, this is the one he's gone from a, a sub with, you know, and may, making a, a couple of appearances to starting every game and being one of the most important players. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't need to go on about it. We, we all know how good he is. I mean, Guardiola compared him to Messi, so I mean, yeah, he might just be saying that, but he's compared him to Messi, so yeah, yes, you know, second, second uh, best, brightest young England star, but uh, you know, uh, after Saka, yeah, uh, after Saka, <laughs> yeah, after all of the skip, yeah, after skip, yeah. After Bamford, what about after Bamford? He's he's yeah, Bamford's getting the Lingard treatment, isn't he? he's, yeah, he's twenty-seven, young lad, the twenty-seven-year-old. He does have a bit of a baby face. I think that's probably what does it. Yeah. Is that going to be the Deli Alley treatment? So, 
Yeah, it will be. Yeah, Dele Alli. Yeah, Dele Alli's going to get. He's still stuff. young. He's twenty-five. Yeah. He's not. What? He's not. He needs to. He needs to get his ideas sorted for Tottenham. I think for next Very season. Nice. Otherwise, he'll be out the door. Mm. Have we all gone there, or, or is there one to go? We've all gone. We've all gone. I think. Yeah. Was it Foden, Saka, Bamford, Bamford, and and Smith Rowe? That were it. So it's just it's controversial opinion time. Ooh. The favourite time of the pod. Uh, yeah, Rose rubbing his hands. I. Ooh. Yeah. I'm. Save me to last. Yeah, go on. I'll, I'll go first because I think I think mine. I'm 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 sort of a bit nervous about mine because I'm not. Hmm, I stand by it, but I'm not like ooh, it's not going to be well received. Um. And I'm not really sure how to word it because I'm still... Anyway. I think Aguero, Sergio Aguero, has left the Premier League um, quite a bit short of the very best strikers of the Premier League. I can't put him in that the the top bracket that people are, are automatically putting him into. And again, I want to stress that this is something that has not come about because of the manner in which he left and losing the Champions League final and none of that stuff or the fact that he kind of won, you know, didn't play a huge amount this season. Obviously, Sergio Aguero is you know, an unbelievable player. Absolutely, he is world-class. Absolutely, any team you know, throughout the last 10 years would have taken him in their team and been, ha- and been happy for it. I'm not doubting that. Um, but I've said before on the podcast to you guys that I, I always felt with Aguero that he was the kind of support in if it was a if it was a film, he was the support supporting actor to a to Kevin De Bruyne or to Vincent Company yeah. or to David Silva. He was always the, the you know, he's he's very vital to whatever's going on. Obviously scoring 25, 30 goals every season, that's brilliant. But I never felt that there was never like this is a this is Aguero's year, like that year. Possibly there was one in um 14, 15, I think it was. And Yaya Torre as well. It was like, but I always felt Yaya Torre, Yaya Torre, David Silva, Kevin De Bruyne in particular, I felt reached heights in that City team that he was just short of, I think. Um, you know, I think that's just down to his personality off the pitch. I was, I was just about to say that. Possibly, but, but I, think what it's, I think what it's down to is that I think that he is out and out just a, just a sort of really, really bloody, um, what do you call it? Um, can't think of the word just a, a fantastic ruthless that was what i'm going ruthless goal scorer and and you know just brilliant for the in in that sort of role but i look at i look at players like i know because we obviously did our top five strikers i think he got second on the list but i look at players like thierry Henry, and and obviously that when you have Henri, there was a question mark over over big games and stuff but he, he did um you know perform in, in in plenty of big games but i just felt he had more to his game and there was there was a, a lot of points where you think, right, Henri will dig us out of a mess. Uh, he maybe come up with some magical moments. Yeah, and 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 Rooney the same. And as, as much as Rooney obviously had a, you know, the last sort of like Aguero's consistency has has been, to be honest, unrivaled in terms of I don't know anyone else who's who's apart from maybe Shearer, but Shearer didn't quite get to the. Absolute... I don't understand how you're saying about the magical aspect. Do you not remember what happened? <laughs> The 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 minute. No, of course, but but I guess what I mean is that. Yeah, but was it a moment of brilliance from him, or was it just him scoring a goal? Yeah, I guess. I guess what I I 
I mean, like, in terms of goals, he's absolutely up there with the best of, like, possibly even of all time, like, up, you know, not, not, not on the top of it, but he's up there in the conversation. And certainly, obviously, in the Prem. But I think, I'm just thinking, when you're looking at the very best centre-forwards to play in the Premier League, you need more than goals. And I, I, I'm not saying he's like a... We mentioned Vardy before. I'm not saying he's like Vardy, where he's just, well, give me the shot and I'm nothing. He's obviously very... He has a lot of technical ability. But when I when I think of the very best players, I, I always I've felt this for for a few years. I've I've just felt he he was he needs to be a bit more than just just the guy who gets 25, 30 goals. I always just felt there was something slightly missing, and I don't mean like I, Chelsea missed out on signing him in twenty twenty eleven or twenty ten, the year before City got him, and I I would have that would have been amazing. I would have loved that. I'm not trying to say he's he's no good or anything like that. He's he is absolutely in the conversation, but I I guess. Now that he's left, I just kind of think I can't put him in that absolute top bracket. Would you have Suarez above him if yeah. Suarez had stayed long yet? Yeah. Because he has that magic, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think Suarez did. And as much as I don't like, you know, Suarez as a, as a guy, I, I, you know, and he has... Uh, and possibly wouldn't get the numbers Aguero. But again, I don't think being a centre forward is all about numbers. Like it's just, and as you know, my opinions on on stats and stuff. Like I just think if you just look at it purely from that perspective, I don't think you get the full picture and... Um, uh, you know, uh, there's been plenty of. I mean, I don't know whether I'd put them above or below them, but just as a, as a, off the top of my head, like Henri had more than uh, Henri had more as a player. Rooney had more as a player. Drogba, I think, had more as a player. Van Persie had more as a player. Like I think Harry Kane has more as a player. Harry, like even like and now I would say Harry, Harry Kane doesn't. And I'm not trying to say that all those players are above Aguero. I, I don't really know where I put him on the list, but I'm just saying that I. I think he's. I think he's unfairly going to go into the into the bracket with Henri, and I don't, or you know, maybe just blur. And I don't think he's. I don't think he's earned that. Would you have him in the Hall of Fame still, though? Yes. Yeah. He's he's undoubtedly one of the. You know, he's the amount of. You know, he's won how many? Three or four titles yeah. or whatever he's won, and he's, he's he's been a vital part of that. But I think when it comes to the, he's got the record, hasn't he, for the most goals scored for one yeah. uh, club, overtaking Wayne Rooney. But I think, you know, at some point, like, I don't know. I mean, Ro, you, you feel free to disagree with this. You, you would know better than me. But I, I just felt that that there was a point, as I said before, Yaya Torre at his best got to that extra level. De Bruyne got to that extra level of really, like, dragging the, here you go, dragging the team. We're going to fucking do something. Company as well and David Silva. Those four players that I just think got, like, obviously, Yaya Torre, his time at the top was was limited to sort of, two three four year period and Aguero is stretched out over eight nine so there's not I'm not trying to criticize him for yeah not- so you got I think you got to see it like, exactly like you've just done it then so would you rather have a shining blistering three seasons or would you rather be like even out and consistent uh over the longevity of 10 years yeah of course and yeah as you say oh, would you rather have Aguero being there for 10 years or Suarez there for three, of course you'd say Aguero because you, you've got all those goals and stuff. Mm. But I just think when it comes to to um, uh, analysing uh, these people as players, I can't put him above Suarez. I can't put him above... Are you here. saying that also, I guess, Aguero benefited from the superstar magical plays that you just mentioned? So he was always like... I guess he was sort of like the cherry on top. He would yeah. finish off the great moments that those amazing plays would create for him. Yeah, I mean, he, if, 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 look, I think I think he'd score goals in 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 any team. But I, but yeah, I mean, I think he possibly out of all those players would have probably 
been less capable than a team that didn't have as as many chances coming his way. Mate, you know, I'm not saying again. I don't want this to be like I think. Oh, I think he's our oh, bloody average player. Like, of course he's unbelievable, and can't stress enough how I reg- re- really um, like regret the fact that Chelsea didn't sign him because it would have been unbelievable. Um, and you know, undoubtedly City legend, undoubtedly a Premier League legend. Um, but yeah, just I, I wanted him to get go that he had he had one or maybe even two levels to to. Mm. to go up that like you know but like you're, I'm not saying I expected him to reach you we're talking you know Henri Ronaldo sort of levels but like I just think that he's getting pushed into that bracket now that he's gone I, I just think mm-hmm. and particularly when you consider he's 32 it's not like he's 35 and on he's 32 yeah. why, is it, why is he not it's, it's, I mean it's annoyed me the fact that the, the manner in which he's left only playing like what six games if that in the Premier League uh, yeah, and obviously with the COVID restrictions and illnesses and a couple of injuries here and there, but don't know. I feel like don't know. I feel like there might have been something on going on in the background that a lot of people maybe don't fully know um, as to why he wasn't being played. Like people say, yeah, COVID this and COVID that. I think there was maybe something else because him and despite Pep blubbering when they won the uh, Premier League, saying we don't know how to replace him, is He's equally, you know, um, juxtaposing himself by his, the first couple of years he was in there. He dropped to Guero. Yeah, he was playing Jesus, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. so it's kind of like, you know, who's, uh, I don't know, I think Pep was kind of playing to the occasion, not trying to take the limelight away from uh, Aguero. I think something's gone on in the, in the, in the, back, in the background mm. because for him to have his last season in the fashion that he did, and especially his last game as well. I mean, we all saw his, he was only on for 20 minutes. He scored two goals. Arguably, both of them, I'd say, were, you know, classic Aguero goals. Mm. And, you know, I was hoping for a hat-trick just to kind of be like, right, at least you've not had a full season, but you can end it on another hat-trick, like, and and, and extend your, the record of most hat-tricks as well. So, mm. but... No, I uh, I I understand your point, and I uh, I do agree with you. I feel like he always had the, the the capability of taking it further, but potentially just sticking to what he knows. Hmm. I was expecting a bit more pushback from that, but okay. Um, I'm pleased to have <laughs> come up relatively unscathed. So I think I briefly mentioned this to you and Raw last week, Harry. But um, I think that with a different manager, Manchester United would be or should be a real heavyweight hitter in football. I think their their starting eleven, pound for pound, is fantastic. I think they've got a lot of fantastic players. They've got De Gea. They've got a fantastic backup option too, De Gea. You've got a £55 million pound right back, an £80 million pound centre back, playing against with Victor Lindelof, who I don't think is a bad player at all. Luke Shaw's just had the best season of his career. They brought in, um, what's his face from Benfica? Telesh. Yeah. From Porto, yeah. McTominay has arguably been one of their best players. They've got Fernandez, who's the most over, well, Harry overrates him. <laughs> the I mean, most got... overhyped person in world football. Don't even have yeah, to the game. Yeah. Yeah, Paul Pogba, Mason Greenwood, Marcus Rashford. Yeah. 
you know, um, Edins and Cavani. Cavani. Yeah. They should be doing a lot better than they are. They shouldn't be bottling out of the Europa League final to yeah. Villarreal. And well, I think if they had a manager who was actually, you know, capable to manage a football team, <laughs> I think they would be doing a lot better than they are. I, mean, I do not. That. I do not think they'll find success under him. I mean, you say that, but they came what second in the Premier League, and obviously, yes, they did. You're 100 right. They should have won the Europa League, but to get even to get to Europa but, final, is but it? I think even finishing second in the Premier League, you should have won it. It's bad. I think, I think he. I think he makes like it's interesting. Like I, th- I sort of agree with him, Dave, because like I, I know you, what you say about like second and stuff, but it's not like Solskjaer has just arrived. This is his. I know it's not his, his second full season, but it's his third season now. And, but also, like, um, this is not... I know I know. City went on that mad run where they won, like, 20 in a row or whatever it was. But this is quite an open season. Liverpool Liverpool fell fell away, like, until Tuchel came in. Chelsea Chelsea were up and down. Arsenal fell away. Tottenham fell away. Everton fell like, away. Like, Man City went by no means, like, runaway leaders. And I almost feel like... You know, it's it's obviously a good achievement, and I'm not. I don't think necessarily they should have won the league, but I agree. I think I agree with this one in the sense that there's a there's a strange acceptance of yeah, second, cool. Like like that. I don't necessarily think that their squad is like the the best in the league, but certainly I think that they should. And I suppose Solskjaer said this. I don't know whether he believes it, but I think they should be looking at this season as disappointing. Um, and particularly with the with the Europa League final, obviously they should. Yeah, the Europa League. There was, there was still a chance they could have caught City, and he played a weakened team against and Leicester. And we forget, like you see, he started really badly, didn't they? Like it was Liverpool who ran away at the start, and then I mean, again, I'm not. It's difficult. To, sorry, I don't want to make this like this is Ash. I, I I'm I'm in full agreement, Ash. I think that I think. I was looking at something like this because this is one of my this was one of my talking points of uh, a controversial right. uh, one. I think next season will be the season that he gets caught out. I think he's ridden his look way too much. Um, <laughs> but the comparison of this season and last season is they got five po- more points than last season, which yeah. you could say is oh well that's a small success, fair enough. But like how you just I'm said, pretty sure Tottenham have had have finished on more points on them with, than them. Then they have this season and finish fourth, yeah, or fifth. But that's the thing. Like they finished with what five five more points than they did the season before, and just like Harry said, I feel like the competition surrounding them this season was weaker than it was the season before. Yeah, I mean, you had. I remember they last season they scraped, they they sneaked into the Champions League along with like because Leicester were the third best team last year, um, and the year before, and uh, last year as in yeah the year before that. Not, not this, not as in this year, um, and yeah, I don't know whether I sort of almost feel like they are there not because they're the second best, not because they've been the second best team, but because they're just the only team that. And maybe you have to credit him for this, but they're they're the only team who hasn't had a big kind of like month or drop two off. of yeah drop off. And again, I, I guess I guess you have to credit him for that. He's he's brought like it's the thing that everyone credited Wenger for. Like they, you know, they're any team that never j- dropped away completely. No, I, I think he's riding his luck. You know, can't come bite him in the arse. And I also think Donny Van der Beek can't get a game. You have no laugh, bro. Donny Van der Beek can't. Donny Van der Beek's a fantastic football player, mm. and he can't get a game. I think if Yuri Tillmans was to go to Liverpool, if if the speculation is true, I think. <laughs> I think I think. 
Well, there's speculation that he's going there. Uh, but anyway, if 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 that, if if that happens, Leicester should easily get Van der Beek. That'd be interesting. Leicester, okay. I don't. Yeah, I mean, maybe. maybe. I mean, he could even sort of slot in as a like because yeah. he was playing false nine for. Um, mm. He's for just so petulant as well. That's not like him. Who Van der Beek? No, Solskjaer. That's <laughs> <laughs> just so funny. Well, that thing with Chelsea was it. No, you you made a joke about them getting VAR penalties on your website. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was it, and it was influencing yeah. referees. <laughs> yeah, because <fuck yeah. laughs> yeah, they really need some uh, some assistance with pens, don't they? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, the longer Man United, I mean, I don't know what, if, whether you have a big disagreement, Dave, whether you're just playing devil's advocate. But I think the longer they think he's a good manager, the better it is for everyone else. Mm. I, I don't know. I think, in a way, maybe you're right. I think, and I think for me, the fact that they finished seventh, second, sorry, is, is actually really good. But then, I don't know, is their team that good to be? I still think they're about three, four players away from challenging from for the league. Who though? Where would you where would you put them? They need a quality striker. They need a quality right winger, quality mm. centre back. Um, What's wrong with Mason Greenwood or Marcus Rashford? Mason, I mean, but they don't. Anthony I mean, Rashford, it can't, I don't see as a striker. He's a winger. Mason, yeah, exactly. I think, a right winger. A, no, but not a right winger. He's definitely, he's so weak. Have you seen him play right wing? He doesn't have a clue. <laughs> he's been, he's so bad right wing. So that's why Greenwood, Greenwood's Greenwood, I think maybe he's a striker, but I don't think he's as effective as a right wing. He obviously gets goals now and then, but that's why someone like that's why they've been linked with Rafinha, Sancho. They want like an out and out right winger. Dan James needs to leave, unfortunately. <laughs> he, need, he needs to actually develop himself. He's another player that United have just got just so that no one else could get it, then not developed him. Yeah, I think, yeah. That's I guess one, one way you could look, look at it, Dave, is, is um, I was having a conversation with people on um, social media today about, um, it was, again, there it was, it was Tottenham fans and, and they were sort of saying that you know, is these sort of you know social media people? You don't necessarily take that seriously, but they were kind of saying uh, Jose Mourinho inherited a, a team full of dead players, that like deadwood players. That's why he did so badly. And, and I remember just thinking, like, well, before he arrived, Pochettino had that same group of players in the Champions League final. Like, and then I, and then I was thinking also, like, when when Lampard was in the kind of you know dregs of his of the of the bad period i was thinking i was looking at chelsea's team thinking oh, like rudiger's not good enough christensen's not good enough um you know like chilwell's okay i guess like you know mendy's all right and all these like Jorginho, oh, you can prove him but all, you know blah, blah 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 going through the team and then tuchel comes in and i'm not saying that we're we're complete we don't have to buy anyone of course we do but suddenly those players look a hell of a lot better. And suddenly you think, actually, no, we're, we're not. Rudiger's, yeah, Rudiger's great. We don't need to, be, don't need to necessarily improve on him or, or whatever it is. Like, Jorginho, yeah, fantastic. And, and it, I, I wonder whether, as you say, you look at some of those players and you go, well, Fernandez, question moment for me, question marks, Pogba, is he getting the best out of him? And, you know, maybe if they had someone else, like an actual proper manager, even, you know, even if you don't think on paper, Man United have, have got the best squad, maybe just a better manager could get, because they have, there is a lot of talent there. And but that's the thing, maybe. I'm, I'm sorry, I was to cut you off. But I think maybe, maybe I because I look at that squad and think that's and and it's a good team. There's some very good players. You're right, like Pogba, obviously. But then we look at Pogba, or I do. I look at Pogba in the Juventus days, mm. um, 
And I don't know whether he could bring that back. Any manager could potentially. But I look at that team, I think that's a good team, but I don't see it as being a team that could challenge the Liverpool of last year that won the league. I don't see that being the team that could challenge it. So I feel, that's why for me, I feel like that they've pulled up trees by coming second. And I feel that a new manager could go in and do well, but I still think they'll need about three, four more plays to even think of potentially challenging for like the Premier League or even the Champions League. Mm. Yeah, they're definitely not, they're not a complete team, but, Mm. And it is difficult with them coming second. But yeah, I just wonder, as I said, we, we said before with Everton finishing 10th, like league positions don't often, uh, it's not everything to reflect how well a team's done. And to, to some extent, even sometimes like points, you know, in a weird way. But um, but yeah, look, I think, go on. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, that's why I'm surprised that you said they, they could be challenging if they brought in a new money. Because if you compare the squads, if you look at City's squad, if you look at Liverpool's squad, even Chelsea's squad, United have a good squad. But does it really compare to the at least the two, obviously, previous league title winners in City? Well, start, starting 11 for starting 11, I'll say, yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, I was. Wow. I, well, maybe that's why we differ, because I don't think... For player for player, I think there's some positions where United player are for player. The amount of money they've spent, they should be. But it's not. Really, it's not. Cause I know it's not about that. It's not about you money. Care it's for about, what you want. But yeah, McGuire's not an eighty million pound defender. He's he, not, but he did cost eighty million pounds. But he's not. It's not what it's looking at. How good he plays and how good he is. It's easy to well, look at. Number would Maguire, would Maguire get in Liverpool squad? No. Yeah. Would he, he get, get in City squad? No. Are you getting their squad for sure? Oh no, but no, but first what, on the bench. Would he be starting over Diaz? Would he even be starting over John well, Stones? Maybe not. Maybe not Maguire. But like you look at Man City, for example, and like Kyle Walker, Zinchenko. Um, you know, he, like I'm not saying that Man City is probably not the one to go after. I should go after Liverpool. But it, it, like, if you put them in Man United's team, you'd probably go, "Oh, there's no way they could get in City, like City's team." Like, it's not like City are absolutely bursting with you know, like Gabriel Jesus and all this sort of stuff. Like, who's who's played a lot? Bernardo Silva. Like, I know a couple of years ago he was he was looking great. I I I'm a big believer now in the fact that like the you get a really good manager in and they can make it make make players who may not seem that great look look even better. And, I, you know, I do wonder if, like, I don't know, if if someone else came in, I wonder how good these players would start to look, whether Tellez would just turn into an amazing left-back that, you know, promised to be, or Wan-Bissaka would just become more. I remember when Klopp came in at Liverpool, and it was the season when Sterling went to City. And um, immediately, I, I remember looking at, um, Adam Lallana randomly he was at Liverpool going you can see how much he's improved because he's got Klopp talking to him and you can you know he was pressing and he was doing this and I was like Adam Lallana is no, nowhere near as good as Sterling but like he's really improved I remember thinking at the time if only Sterling had, had just waited a year and then he could have played he could have improved under Klopp of course a year later then Guardiola comes in and Sterling makes that step up and becomes that player and I just wonder whether you know, that's if these sorts of players that we think, you know, Mason Greenwood, I mean, I know he's probably going to be a fantastic player. Or, you know, like maybe like Marcus Rashford, you know, someone like him, maybe he could be a twice the player he is now and under a really top manager. But isn't it also consistency? Because look at when Frank Lampard took over Chelsea, you guys were high flying, doing really well, and then all of a sudden you did poorly. Tuchel's obviously come in done really well. And what happens if you guys then go revert back to how you played under Lampard, where you played poorly? Oh, Abramovich will sack him and guess what else? Yeah, but that's what I mean. How do you 
how how is it where's the line between a very good manager making players better and actually average players or good players that we thought would be fantastic are actually never going to reach that level where's where do you draw the line like with Pogba is he actually a very very good player or is he a player that actually has peaked and we just hold on to the Pogba of Juventus days or in the past yeah, it's tough to I still think Pogba's a very good player still I think well he can be I think I, I just think I think it's clear when you have is it, you know I'm a big defender of Lampard and stuff but I, I think that after two or three games with Tuchel, you could just tell that whether or not Chelsea may well have a dip that's similar sort of form, but you can just tell that sort of technically... It feels more secure. Yeah, there's there's more there. There's more information there. There's more organisation there. There's more sort of... More experience. Yeah, more experience, more, learn, more sort of teaching there. Um, and... Maybe this is just a new thing with with management that you have these kind of mega nerds, for want of a better phrase, who just know everything there is about football and they pump this information into players. I just don't get that with. I don't look at things that Man United are doing and go, like what you know, wow, that's an interesting move they did. I just think they're sort of half relying on individual brilliance to you know or prowess to to sort of pull them through. Hey, if 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 Conte Antonio Conte went to Man United, would they be a better team? Would they improve? In your opinion, yeah, I think I think yeah, no, I definitely agree that someone like Conte is obviously great, and I'm not saying necessarily saying Social is a, a great manager per se, but I'm just thinking that I wouldn't expect Conte to go there and win the league. They would obviously probably do better and get a few more points, but I just look at that team and I don't see a team that is a title challenger. I see a team that could yeah, hundred percent could do better with a Conte. You're hundred percent right, but. Like, that's why when you say better, I'm like, do you mean better points-wise? Do you mean better position? Do you mean, or do you just mean... Maybe even just more convincing, more convincing, because the amount of times United this season have won a game through a bloody 85th-plus minute penalty. And I'm not even just saying that just for the sake. It happens a lot. Even after the final whistleblowers. Yeah, even after the um, just on what you said there, do you think Chelsea are now title challengers? Yes. Yeah, I, I think Chelsea... I, I had Chelsea's dark horses for this season anyway. Let, or let, let's say hypothetically, if, if it, like, you know, looking at the form, if Tuchel was there earlier or even at the start of the season, would they... Just looking at the squad depth, right? Or let, let's answer the first question. Is, is Are Chelsea title challengers for next yeah. season? Yeah. Yes. No. I don't think so. I think you're again a few positions off. I think you need a quality okay, strike. Well, I still I think you're a very very good team, and I think your Tuchel's brought in a very good structure. I think what you're talking about is communication and structured players know what they're doing. But again, I don't. Maybe because I feel like City and Liverpool set such a high bar that I just feel that even though teams are doing well and consistent, I still don't think it's to that level. Maybe that's what it mm. is. That I just see City and Liverpool just so far ahead. And that's obviously going on how they, well they've done in the past. And even maybe that's a bias that I shouldn't be thinking about now. Mm. But I look at Chelsea and think you're a very solid team. You're a very good team. you got your tactics spot on against um, City. But I still look at you and think you're still a few positions short of being title challengers, even maybe defending your Champions League title again. So, how do you think Chelsea are title challenges? Then, well, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not going to go like all full blown. Yeah, fuck it, we can do, we can do anything. I yeah. still, I still think we need a fucking striker that can score goals for a start. Yeah. And yeah. 
and I think we, we st- yeah, and whoever it is, and we still we still need to. There's still holes in it, but no, I mean, look, I, I think if uh, I think if Tuchel started that year, I think we could have I could have won the league. I mean, I, I'm not saying that, but but just because I don't think that City team was super strong, and and everyone else kind of fell away, like, um, and I think a lot of football is about momentum, and particularly when we when we came in and won what was it, 13 games in a row or something like that was you know, and that was with a team that prior to that. People were going this to oh I don't know because we were like seventh or something when or ninth when Lampard yeah. got sacked. Yeah, this is what I mean because that it's it's still the same team. That was a good team even under Lampard. It was just an underperforming team. So I don't know why people are like oh Chelsea you've got such a weak like you've always but, had. But, but maybe that shows the I, I difference they... between a really good manager and a not so good manager. Like we yeah. you look at those. I mean you, you may have said like okay the, the play because we had we spent a lot of money. But like there's no way people were saying you know Jorginho can start a. Champions League final in seven <laughs> Man City and look yeah. fine. I know what mine is. Right. Um, put aside the FA Cup victory, and Leicester once again have had a very poor season or a poor season. And I think this goes back to what we talked about because I know was it you has that said that why don't we consider Leicester to be a top six club? Yeah, a part of the big six, yeah. and I think this is the very reason yeah. Chelsea have a poor start to the season on the front Lampard they get fourth Liverpool no defenders a poor not scoring goals they still get third United say we can say what we want but they still got second Leicester again they were in pole position to finish in the Champions League run away and again they bottled it so yeah so for me the FA Cup victory was amazing obviously a huge fan of the FA Cup being an Arsenal fan but again, does it? It seems to pave over the cracks that why can't <clears throat> Leicester hold down a Champions League spot? And can they only get the Champions League if they win the Premier League? So you gave you gave Klopp Manager of the Year with all the injuries he had. At, yeah, and, and, and yeah. Leicester bottle jobs with all the injuries they had. Yeah, I think. Okay, I mean, it, sorry, go on. It's, it's, no, it's a fair point. They have had horrendous injuries. But again, Liverpool, and I don't, because I know you can say Leicester probably did have worse injuries and they had probably more really bad injuries. And that's a very valid point. But I'm just starting to wonder, is this a common trend with Leicester? That again, last year, they didn't make it. They're in pole position this year. And maybe, Mm. again, it's unfair to say with all the injuries that they've had. And maybe Mm. next year I'll make a judgment then. But I would not worry but I think there's a few question marks as to are we potentially overhyping Leicester or is this just a blip because they had many injuries and next year they'll be in the mm. Champions League position they'll be able to hold it down on their I, I, I think potentially the former I think we may be overestimating them slightly mm. I mean, I mean an, a, another question would be do you think they've now missed their chance so, I mean, I know the, the rest of the big six are going to be making moves now. The, the season's been poor for a lot of them. They are going to be making moves. I know yeah. uh, not necessarily going to spend all of it, but, I mean, Daniel Levy's just refinanced a lot of debt, yeah. which essentially frees up about £250 million for the club. Yeah, they... they so, I mean, we, if we want to spend money, we've got money to spend. You know, they we have moves to make. Company. Arsenal are going to make yeah. moves. They already said they're going to, like... They're going to sell off like, pff, yeah. like what, 30% of their squad. They may have missed a big chance, but I mean, and obviously there's the, 
the 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 quality of of teams in and around that sort of area has gone down but there's a lot of them and and i sort of i i'm reluctant to say that there may be a mental thing as you said that they've you know they've they've dropped away at when it mattered most twice now but i mean i what the first thing i would say so they lost out they lost out to chelsea and liverpool this year and i think that i think that's got more more to do with money than anything else i mean liverpool had a, have an amazing squad that have been underperforming all season who happened to turn it on in the last uh, yeah. you know few months of the season having having been terrible liverpool should never have been in that position they they have a squad that's capable of winning the league i know they had injuries but again so did leicester chelsea have the money to sack a manager and bring another manager in and pay him a load of money and that was the only thing that got them there um you know, without that, I don't think Chelsea would have would have made it. I mean, I, I think you're, you, you, there's a definite question mark now because I think, as Yash, you may be right. Like they have, they may have missed their two seasons in a row, a big opportunity. But I think it, I think it's really harsh to say that they that that they we like overrated them and say they're not as they're not as good. I mean, like all things aside, they, you know, the 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 level of scouting that goes into their teams, the you know, you know, and the, the sort of consistency that they've had, like they're a you know, they're, they're, in, they're a team. You, you can only get ten out of ten signings for so long. Well, you will start to make mistakes. Yeah, but I mean, who, I mean, how I mean, many how many times have we said that about about Leicester over the last two or three, four or five years? Like they keep they they they've obviously got something that's well, and they're a really well run club, Leicester. I think that I think they're possibly. I know I know you'll probably argue Spurs, Ash, but I think I'd I'd probably say Leicester. No, I'd, I'd say Leicester very well run. Yeah, I think I have massive respect for Leicester, and I think just seeing obviously their owners celebrate and. I don't think you could pay Stan Kroenke to come to an Arsenal game, let alone celebrate an FA Cup victory with us. And does he even know what sport you play? <laughs> yeah. Arsenal so Wildcats. It's literally so. I'm obviously a huge. Thinks he's dealing in weaponry. He's like, yeah, yeah I have an Arsenal. What? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I think that's why it hurts because I do, and I agree, they're a very well-run club. I think there's a very good ethos from mm. the top right down to the bottom, but. It's. I, I don't know whether I should. I should be worried, or we, we should be worried. But I think it's like I said. What I said. That's one of the reasons that I'd be like, yeah, Leicester on a, a top six side, yeah, because like and like you said, they they have so much. Chelsea, Liverpool have so much money. They have money to sack managers, bring in players, bring in another manager. But it's just it's those fine margins that separates the rest of the Premier League from the big six. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if, level, if Leicester are just struggling just to sort of breach that gap or that divide. And maybe I could be proven on... They've, bre- they've breached the big six, though, haven't they? So that's. They, I think they've, they've breached the top six, but not the big six. And I think, Ash, you but, like said it perfectly. You said it's about marketability. It's about like number of fans. It's about your reputation. And these are things that Leicester don't have yet. Not saying that they can't have it. But I think I'm saying that these things, I'm start, it's almost starting to sort of justify why I don't see them as a big thing. Yeah, I, 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 I don't think finishing in the top six of the Premier League for a few seasons mm. gives you the same store, sort of standing in the game as the yeah. big six. I, I think they spent the doesn't... most time in the top four out of any team, you know, as well. Yeah, yeah but, and, but, yeah, uh, but they didn't finish in it. Yeah, that's why. He's oh. like, again, like, like, it's you know, I saw again, like, the, you could say they have, they have plenty, squad, of, they, budget, plenty of time wages. to solidify the position. They don't have these like, multi, like you know, sixty-five million pound players sitting on the bench. That's like, what Payne has. That's, that's, that's why they probably won't. 
<laughs> Maybe it makes sense yeah, why they haven't been in the top four. But if, like, if you know, like, and if they ever did, the other teams would just buy them. Well, yeah, I mean, but Leicester are good at getting a price for players that they yeah, that they that they know they that are. they can afford to get rid of. Well, Leicester are no mugs, and I, 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 you know, I'm I. I hated losing the FA Cup final to the, to those guys as you, as <laughs> as you know, but but I, I yeah I mean I, I I think I think they're a very well run club. I think mm-hmm. that they've got a good manager. I think they'll have a problem when Vardy goes because I think they need they'll mm-hmm. lose that sort of guaranteed goals, but or maybe not so much anymore. Um, but yeah, I, I do I mean I do think like they've consistently outperforming a lot of cl- a lot of big clubs for the last two or three years, and I, I think that. Maybe they'll dip off, but there's nothing really that makes me think that this is short term. I think that I think they're they may not they may not. It just so happens that the Champions League is only four spots, and there's a lot of teams now. If it if they came up ten years ago when there was not as many competitions as opposed to six or seven, then uh, you know before City's money, before you know Tottenham came up, but they're they're to me they're Tottenham. They're Tottenham ten years ago. Tottenham just happened. They they only had one rival to beat, and it was City because Liverpool buggered off down the table. So they only had one team to beat, and City hadn't spent all their money yet. And Tottenham got in the Champions League that year. Maybe you could say there's something about that. But Tottenham have been called bottle jobs plenty of times, so it's it's difficult. I think it's just circumstances. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. What are your thoughts? Well, we we at least have history in like winning things, though. Yeah. It's it's not like yeah, I mean, Leicester, Leicester come from Leicester nowhere. We've got League Cups. Yeah. We got we got like first division trophies. We got yeah. Europa leagues. First team to win the double, I believe. First team to win a European trophy in England. Yeah, yeah. First non-league team to win the FA Cup. Right. Yeah. No, look. But I, th- I honestly think that that a lot of the things you're maybe not maybe not everything. I think Tottenham probably had a bit more prestige than. Coming up, but I think a lot of these and have a richer. Wow, well, do they have a richer? Owner? But like Tottenham were in a very similar position 10, 10 well, no, maybe, maybe like I'm maybe like fifteen sorry. years ago when it was like the Yol. This reminds me of the Yol era. Yeah. Do you think they will bridge a gap though, Ars? Eventually. Well, I, I don't know because as you said, there's just a lot of competition and and probably teams will slowly start to to come up. But I mean, like for example, I I can't. Uh, Funny given my prediction earlier this season, but I can't see Arsenal getting above them in in, oh, in yeah. two. I think it'll take at least two two years before Ooh, you uh, make it personal now. Yeah, why well, I, I, I don't. I don't know whether I don't know whether they'll bridge the gap, but I, I don't think they're just. I don't think they're going to fall away, and I don't think they're going. I don't think they're performing above who they are right now. I mean, they may, as you say, yeah. like Vardy goes and. They, you know, lose players. They may fall away, but I don't think it's because yeah. they're performing better than they are. I think the difference between Arsenal and Leicester, and you're 100% right, Arsenal is so far behind Leicester. It's actually a joke with regards to how the clubs run, their recruitment, everything, their mm. sort of connection from the owners to the coaches and players to the fans. It's such a disconnect. But I think the difference is Arsenal can miss out on Europe and still be considered one of the big, clubs in England or like even the mm. top six big big six but Leicester missing out on the Champions League raises a few more question marks than it answers yeah no that's definitely true so a lot of people are on Timo Werner's back I am um, a lot of memes are coming out saying that 
you know, he can't even look at the camera. He can't uh, even point at the Chelsea badge. Missed that he as can't well. even point at the Chelsea badge. He's missing that. So, as well as... Can't a, finish his dinner. Um, <laughs> as well as the fact that he's coming in a bit of an inter- international <laughs> meme, he's quite funny. However, you know, despite not being the anticipated amazing uh, goals galore season that everyone was anticipating um, and always find himself offside, uh, I think, you know, He's he's got what twelve goals and fifteen assists in all competitions this season. Mm. It's it's not terrible. It's just not what people expected. So I think that people need to be a bit more forgiving. I mean, most people were on Havertz's back the other day, and then he did a brilliant interview that doesn't need repeating. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think people need to just. Know, get off the Werner hype just because of the price tag. I would say, I would say it's very easy to criticise other clubs' big money signings when they're not necessarily performing too well. But no, that being course. said, that being said, I, I do really like Werner. I mean, yes, he's not finishing as many chances as he should. He's mm. still getting there. He's yeah. still scaring defenders senseless. Yeah, he's still blitzing past people. He's creating chances. His movement's still runs. fantastic. Yeah. So I think just because he's I not think, getting... I think he's, there's, there's a player there, he just needs to finish stuff more often. But his finishing is good. Yeah. I just and feel like, like he's not the, got the confidence to do it. And, and like like <laughs> I think we've mentioned on, on previous pods, you know, a lot of these players that did come in um, to Chelsea this season, they, you know, they entered the UK uh, during a lockdown, you know, having to isolate, having to, you know, not see family, you know, not being able to actually socialise and get, you know, any kind of sense of the culture. I feel like a lot of people forget about that. You know, at the end of the day, you know, they are human beings. People, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I just, I just think, just you know, just take a perspective pill. It's an uncontroversial opinion. On if you talk to Chelsea fans, I think they, I think, I think they agree. Like that, there's he's he's really been quite influential, despite the fact that he can't finish anymore. Mm. Um, and he's really, really important for Tuchel's the way Tuchel looks. Oh yeah, especially definitely. against teams that that want to oppress us. Yeah, um, and there's so and, much space behind just to yeah, exactly. put his bullets into. And he's yeah. he's been helped by that, I think, because it's been hard to drop him because of that. But his hold up play is pretty good as well. He, just, he had a, he had a he had a couple of weeks back in um, November when he missed I think he missed a sitter and then he missed a penalty and then he and then he started you could see just his confidence in natural kind of like when he started go back and I mean anyone listening go back and watch the goals he scored his first five or six goals mm-hmm. for Chelsea really natural finishes not even looking just like really confident and then and then he he missed a penalty missed a sitter. And a couple, you know, had a couple of VARs chalked off, and you could see he's just overthinking things now. Yeah, yeah. My fear would be that he he becomes like a sort of Torres kind of thing, where he just his confidence is mm. gone and never comes back. But I think Especially he's if he quite. Gets yeah, he's yeah. Although I th- I still think he'll play even if we do. Really, maybe not every game, but I think he'll still be part. Maybe of winger. I hope that um, I think he's quite a happy-go-lucky kind of guy, and I think in just in that in the sense that I I don't think what what I've been really happy to see is that. I, Although he has no sort of, he doesn't have that fluidity anymore. He's still quite sort of zippy and bouncing, and he's still doing things, and he doesn't seem to be like all depressed about it, which I think no. is going to help him if he does come back. But yeah, no, I sorry, I didn't want to hijack that. But yeah, I agree. I agree that there's definitely still a player in there that could still come come good. Yeah, 
um, the second one out of the three. Uh, so I think I've mentioned before in the past that I don't think Sterling's conversion rate for the chances that he has is good enough. Yes, he's had some, you know, fanatic seasons with Pep. However, this season has been a very poor season. I feel like this season has potentially highlighted that is the best of Sterling being and gone. Mm. And, I, and I think that potentially, yeah, I think well, so. City, City seems really to know. think so. They're, they're trying to offer him out to everyone, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I feel like he's had, he's had a lot of chances as well throughout the season. I know he's a presence on the pitch. You think Sterling, you think, oh, he's, you know, he's fast and he's this and he's that. So, mm. you know, especially when you're playing against particular teams, um, you know, you can't really take your eye off him. But at the same time, I feel like it's kind of like a, a bluff. It's like you, you, you can really take your eye off him. Like, there are, there's many chances in which you, you know he's not going to score. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I think... Back him mentally, do you, when, when no. he's going through? I think I mentioned it before on an earlier podcast when it's like, oh, if you're through one-on-one, who's going to score? Sterling or Lukaku? I said, I, said, I think Lukaku would have scored, and that's before this season. Mm. Like, I feel like Sterling just tries to overcomplicate things or he just tries to run it past and he just, I don't know. Who knows? But I just think that... Oh, there's been season... a question mark on his finishing, though, wasn't there, really? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like this season has been... It's just kind of highlighted highlighted that. So, well, I, I think... think... You know, he doesn't start for England. No. No. I think this season, Fernando... Well, is... Yeah, he, he probably will, but I think Fernando should have started more games this season. Mm. Um, I know Bernardo Silva had a bit of a a dip in form at, at particular parts of the season, but his energy levels, you know, his effort levels are still there. Whereas I think there's certain times when I'm watching Sterling, I feel like, I don't know, the momentum's gone. Mm. Um, not all the time, but just some of the time. And I just feel like maybe, maybe his time's up, maybe he needs a, a shift. Maybe his time up. Sissy's wrong. I mean, he's been there a while. And if you have one yeah. coach giving you the same kind of like, same yeah. speech every single day. Yeah. It, it comes back to that whole thing, doesn't it, of refreshing it. But yeah, I've just seen his goals have halved from last season. It's quite impressive. He got 20 goals. I didn't realise he got 20 yeah. goals in the league last season, which is, as you say, but may- maybe, maybe like we're, he's a victim of his own success in some ways yeah. because he doesn't have that natural kind of aura of a great finisher. And yet he scored 25 to 30 goals in the last three seasons so yeah he's overperformed potentially yeah, maybe maybe there's that but yeah I, I don't disagree with that I think maybe it would be a, not a bad thing as long as you could replace him with maybe yeah. the guy but someone else Martinez from Inter Lautaro maybe because mm. they need to sell because they're in a lot of debt <laughs> alright that's why I if we sell Ken I'd be like straight up in there give me Milan Sprignor give me Ashraf Kane thank you once again for joining us uh, feel free to keep following us in the, over the coming days and weeks we're going to have plenty of Euro 2020 content coming your way and feel free to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter as well both handles at edge of the box pod and we'll see you again next week bye bye